Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome in to 11 Personnel, presented by Monticello Bank. I'm Nick Rouse, joined. Oh, welcome in to 11 Personnel, presented by Monticello Bank. I'm Nick Rouse, joined by Adam Luckett, doing the show live here from KS Office, where um, earlier today, Mark Stoops was talking with me and other members of the media. It's the bye week, so things got switched up just a little bit, ever so slightly. Uh, but we're here to talk football today. We also might be interrupted by some trivia from KSR's fearless leader downstairs. So, you know, this show could get weird, but it's a bye week. Let's get weird like it. Yeah. Um, Nick, what you think of Stoops' press conference today? I have to admit I only watched about five minutes of it today, but he that seemed like the at least the four or five minutes I saw was the most kind of open he's been to this yeah, point this season. Yeah. It's one of those things, too, like it, where, like, when I wrote out the quotes, they didn't sound – like, it didn't pop like it sounded, which that happens yeah. sometimes. Like, But I thought that, you know, overall the point of emphasis was simply, hey, I like this team a lot. They aren't as selfish as they yeah. look. They're playing hard. They're working really hard. And I think we're close. Um, and when he mentioned – talking about Leary in the passing game playing better I was like all right well does that mean you're just going to keep nailing your head against the wall or are you going to change things up and he's like I'm not going to get way into it but yes they are going to change things up yeah I thought that that was definitely an interesting point I don't think I got to that point in the press conference but that definitely sounds like they're looking at potentially like schematic changes maybe on offense or some type of like a big change on offense, uh, what they want to do. I thought um, the quote you pulled about how Ray Davis has been unselfish and the like, the best things have happened to him so far. That sound like a like hey, a clear message. Mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he also so said, that, "I don't think they're that selfish." But this guy's unselfish. <laughs> yeah, you got to kind of read in between the lines there. Uh, again, I go back to just the Missouri game. That opening script, like Davis, Timmy Sumo Carnegie, and Tavian Robinson, that kind of that told me a lot about where they are and who they. Tr- and we've heard in the past, Cohen's like, "We're gonna go to, we're gonna give the ball to guys we can trust." That's what that seemed like to me. Um, when you when you you know your opening script is your best stuff. You're opening the game with your best stuff typically. So that, I found that interesting. Yeah, they just they're at a bit of a crossroads. It seems like for the season, um, and even I think you can argue like program wide crossroads, like they got to figure out this passing game stuff. Like, like they've kicked the can down the road long enough, and they're they're out of excuses to me. Like if we're gonna just be blunt about the situation, you know, you're paying an offensive coordinator one point seven million dollars. You went out and got the best portal quarterback. You said. Dane, you went and like won big boy recruiting battles for Dane Key and Barry and Brown. It's year two in the your system. You know you've got this stacked tight end room for your off for your pro style scheme. 
and you've got like maybe the best pass catching running back in the country. Uh, if you want to make that argument, like he's been awesome as a pass catcher. So why I, I think it's fair to like wonder why what's going on? Like why isn't this working? Like we got to figure this out. They they've got too much invested um, with resources and uh, the finan- their financial component of a football program. They've got too much invested for this not to to be like what it is. I mean, Nick, they're like a, they're 114th in passing success rate. They're 108th in EPA per play. They are 12th in the SEC in explosive pass rate. Like, what's going on? Like, why why is it like this? And then it's more of a it's a big picture program problem too because this has always been an issue under Stoops. And, the, and I think they've made the right moves to try to get this fixed, but it's not getting fixed. So they have to figure out like what we what do we have to do to um, snap the ball to the quarterback. And for him to be able to throw it to the receiver, and for it to have that, to be a functional offense that way, uh, and it's not really important. They got to figure out. I think over these next five games, like to me, win losses are kind of. I mean, you want to win, obviously, but like that's not the bigger thing at task here. It's to me, it's figuring out like what do they have to do to kind of get a passing game going, um, because they're going to have to rebuild a little bit next year. Like Leary's going to be out of here, more than likely. You never know with the portal, so. Um, the passing game, and I wrote a big thing on it at KSR Plus this week, which was pretty much like every every program in the SEC has been better at them, essentially for a decade. Like every other program has produced a 3,000-yard passer. They have not. They've been able to win games without it, but eventually, like to continue winning, you got you got to be able to throw the football, and you got to have a infrastructure built where you can have a, potentially a quarterback that can – raise your program up up a next level that people keep talking about with this team and with this program. So I, I just think it's really important that they got to figure out something to throwing the football. I think it's fair to criticize because you look at – just look at all they invested into throwing the football this year, and it just hasn't worked. Yeah, and trying to do some midseason uh, evaluation type stuff. Um, I, I've done the report card bit too many years to do that again. But a lot of – a lot of what I kept going back to is what did we think this team was going to be versus what they yeah. are. And a lot of it's just coming down to throwing and catching, and they aren't doing a good enough job at that. I mean, plain and simple. It's everything. And- it, it's it's like the whole thing is just – it feels just like broken. Like they just can't do – nothing's easy. Even the little – they run the little uh, – where Barian comes back the other way, it's like a boot almost, and he's wide open. You just dump it off to him. Like, teams typically get – like, they hit that behind the line of scrimmage. It's an easy 12-yard game. Yeah. You know, Barron's one-on-one with a guy in space. You can't make a – it's a two-yard gain. It's like, that should go for 12 to 15. That should be a drive starter into at least field goal range there in a middle eight possession. Instead, they it's second and eight. It's little things like that, like – and the, the drops on top. It's little things like that. Like, why is it so hard? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. so hard for them to get this thing going. Yeah, it's um, it's not been fun. Um, it is a lot of fun though on our chat on the YouTube. Like I like Chaka Cummings chiming in. You know, he he wants to know where the on three sweatshirts are. Those are very warm sweatshirts. We can attest to it. Um, yeah, I see right. someone in here. CTB instead of RTDB, Nick CTDB. Catch the damn ball. <laughs> Maybe we should make KSR shirts. CTDB. Catch the damn ball. Catch the damn ball. Yeah, uh, but I, I think on three sells them on the on three store. I don't know. I forgot how. I wish I had a better plug right now, but I think it's just on three.com. All the good stuff there from our on three overlords. 
Um, it's good to see you too, Chris. It's really nice to see you. Nice to see everybody here on this bye week where it is sort of a reassessment period. And look at you, you mentioned the, you know, it, things just looking kind of hard. Um, I, the problem is, is I don't have like, like, we want easy solutions, but I don't think there are any. Uh, Other than catch the ball. <laughs> That's really the only, like, when you're open, catch it. You know, I mean, they've yeah. taken away probably 300 yards from Leary. I don't. That might even be a conservative number, just from drops. Right. Between that and then the penalties compounding. I mean, they're giving away 70 yards of penalties a game. Uh, yeah. Maybe some of the stuff is just like, hey, that guy's playing eight yards off Dane Key. Like, maybe let's just, just throw it out there, snap it, yeah. and throw it to him, see if he can make a guy miss because nobody else is missing. I wish we had some simple solutions. We asked um, for some questions on KS board, and we're going to get to the actual question of the week here in a little bit. Um, but there was one about the tight ends like it, and that does bring up a fair point where how do you get the tight ends more involved in the offense without without like going over bounds too much, right? Because, like, I mean, some of it is like you want to make it natural. You can't just force feed them. That's what gets you into trouble. But can they just split them out as receivers? Like, is that the best way? Like, I, I don't – I'm I'm trying mm-hmm. to search for answers there as well because, I mean, I remember a dingle drop. Um, he had a pretty big one that it felt like the drops were contagious early, you know, a couple weeks back. But yeah, that was the Vandy part, game. He had the drop, yeah. But for the most part, like, they, they haven't let us down yet. So, like, is it time that they just start using them more as – Simply receivers lining them up that way. I, I don't. Yeah. I feel like that is one way that you can sort of quote unquote reassess to get them more involved within this offense. Yeah, I think Bates and Caddis have both had like penalty things pop up that you know you just can't afford to have at some points in drives. But other than that, yeah. But Nick, I think they're trying. I, I've seen them try to throw two or three tight end screens, and it's just getting blown up. Um, to me, you have to wear it like Leary's just height in the pocket on some of these. Like especially, like there was one they tried to run Saturday to Dingle. He just couldn't get it to him because the rush was coming. And, you know, it was just kind of a – to me it was like a physical limitations thing from what I saw there. So you have to wonder, like there's some frustration there. Um, it feels like there's stuff they want to run, and he's having a difficult time running it. I don't think I'm being super critical there. I think you can see that. I think we keep hearing in the game, in the announcer, like the announcers in their conversations with Cohen, kind of alluding to the quarterback struggling in the system. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're pretty much saying that without (laughs) saying it to me. Uh, We've heard it from Greg McElroy. You know, we got it this week from Cole Kubelik, who said he talked to the NC State people and all of this. So, and we got it from, I think Jesse Palmer too kind of mentioned that. So we got it from all that. Uh, so it's like, like, I think they're trying to find just kind of maybe a happy medium. And I think that's what a lot of this bye week is going to be like finding stuff that Leary's comfortable with. Um, and maybe eliminating the stuff he's uncomfortable with uh, to get back to Freddie's point. Maybe we don't need to see the, the go balls or the out and ups anymore. I, I think you, you go back to it. I even wrote about this, and I looked it up today. Like when you went back and watched Leary's tape, like the best ball he threw was a go ball, um, 
And so I get why they're trying to run it, but it just hasn't, for whatever reason, they can't connect. For And I don't understand why, uh, but they just can't do it. And so you get, maybe have to figure out when you want to take a shot, maybe there's, you know, can he throw a post? I don't remember seeing a deep, I could be wrong, but off the top of my head, I don't remember seeing a deep post this year. Um, maybe one because I remember he didn't lead him far enough to like go yeah, run under like, it. But yeah, where are the deep where where are the deep over routes? Like we haven't yeah. hit one of those yet. I just yeah, like I'm wondering if we hadn't hit on, can he throw them? Is it a thing? Maybe that's off the table. I, I don't yeah. know. It's just um, I don't know. There's just a lot, and like you yeah. said, there's no there's no little fix. Like to me, I'm less. The defense has to play better, but I'm less worried about them kind of figuring it out. They have the pieces in place, and they have the program infrastructure, I think, because they've done it before and in the past, and guys that have been here before, where they'll figure it out. Where Heck, even, like, Nick, last week, there wasn't a – like, Ty Bryant won the game, and I didn't even notice Jordan Lovett was out. You know? You know, yeah. David David Rayner, I think, held his own there at off-ball linebacker. You wanted Trevin Wallace to be out there, but he wasn't like, oh, wow, they, they got to get that guy out. I think they're going to figure it out. on D- And defensively, they had a good game if you just don't look at this point total. Like, they had a couple bad drives, and they kept the explosive Vandy – or, excuse me, Missouri offensive check. They just made some dumb penalties. If they can clean that up, I think they're going to be fine on defense. But offensively is where these this team's biggest issues are, and specifically the passing game. you got to get that fixed. Uh, they need to get Devin Leary more comfortable. You know how you can get Devin Leary more comfortable, Mr. Lockett? Get him some bird Games dogs. Oh, that too. Yeah, bird dogs be much more comfortable. They don't have football jerseys, but they do have comfortable polos, outstanding shorts. I'm looking forward to rocking my bird dogs while I'm uh, walking around D.C. It's great. It's just comfortable. See, they got the underwear liner in there built in. Um, they also got really nice. Best of the best. Really nice slacks too. That they 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 feel like sweatpants, but they're not. They're dress pants. It's great. You're basically a walking cheat code when you wear bird dogs. Put in promo code KSR. They're gonna throw in a hydro flash style, a hydro flash style water jug in with your purchase. Uh, go ahead and get ahead of the holiday season. Shop bird dogs today. Birddogs.com/slash/KSR is the promo code. We appreciate you shopping at Bird Dogs. And that, that's the part, too, like it, where I can't even like, – the thing for me, too, is that the scripts have gone well for the most part in SEC play. I think we may have lost Nick here. Um, this is just – this is just back. a – like for lack of a better term, this is just our shit show. It's a bye week. We got Matt Howard <laughs> downstairs. We got internet issues. Um, but I, I, I think you I you're bring up a good point about though, scripts. Like the, the scripts are going well, but then when they there's no bread and butter to like build off mm-hmm. of that those scripts. Where it's just like, all right, this will stop the bleeding. Some of it is self inflicted mistakes, but I do think that Cohen really hasn't figured out like what the hell. This but offense does well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Other than just like let Ray Davis do his thing. Yeah, I, I've got thoughts on that. Right. Um, I think because Matt's about to share some trivia question <laughs> and answer, so we need you to talk for a little bit. I, I, I'll filibuster for us uh, right quick here. Uh, the the scripts is 
to me, that's kind of a telltale sign of a good coordinator. Like, can you just, you know, you know what a defense is going to run? Can you scheme up against that until they settle in? And I think Liam Cohen is really good at that. Um, he's proven that, and I think that's one of the why we think he's a good offensive coordinator. And I think why he's still got a high ceiling potential as a play caller at a high level is because he's really good at scripting up them opening drives. Uh, but eventually, you got to settle in and just play football. And, like, you're not hiding anything anymore. It's just what you do best versus what the defense does best. And that's how you're going to go at it. Um, I think for Kentucky, they're caught in kind of a awkward place right now when they're transitioning from this efficient, heavy run game into being more on the pass. The biggest problem I think Kentucky's getting into this year Nick is the run number one. The run game's better than we thought it was going to be. It's a lot better to me. Like if you would have t- like, I almost think the numbers are flipped from like like if you would have told me Kentucky was 114th in rushing success rate preseason, I would have believed you. And if you told me they were, you know, they led the conference in yards per attempt, I would have believed you because I thought it was going to be more of a pass heavy type of thing. But really, it's really been the opposite. But the problem is the ground game has just not been efficient. Like. They have been very boomer bust on the ground. You know, Ray Davis has been more efficient than the rest, but everyone else, like, they're getting explosive plays and they'll gas you, but they're creating a lot of second and eights, second and nines. We've already heard Cohen talk about it earlier this season about he'll start calling run plays on first down because they're getting in second and eights. You know, they're getting behind the chains. And so that's an issue. So you have that, and then you have an offense that really was explosive in the non-conference, but the SEC defenses since Vanderbilt has just totally taken the big play away. So now they're they're got balls they're completing are going for very many yards. Um, Devin Leary, three games in a row, Nick, he's under five yards per attempt. He hadn't done that since he was a redshirt freshman at NC State. Like this is a new area for him, and like I didn't think he played in the craziest good offense at NC State. It wasn't like he was in a top fifteen offense. You know, um, he had some bad games, but they were never this bad. So that's a red flag to me. Like this is three in a row. Um, that you can't figure it out. Uh, and so I just think they don't have – for it to get efficiency is really what you're talking about, like in-game. What can we do to move the chains? They they don't have enough, They don't have anything to lean on, really. Um, because even Davis, as good as he's been, he can have some lulls of inefficient runs. Um, he could go five carries for eight yards, but then he can bust one for 45. Right, and so you you look at the if you just do the box score math in your head, you're thinking, oh, so eight yards carry, he had a pretty good game, but he has some moments where they're they're having a hard time carving out or staying ahead of the chains, and then the off the passing game on top of it. I think that is their biggest problem right now. They don't have anything to lean on for an, from an efficiency standpoint. Where in the past, all you had to do was put the ball in 24's belly, and you say, go get us some yards, Chris, and he would go create a four yard gain out of a nothing, nothing being there. Um, you know, now Chris had his limitations as a runner. When he got in the open field, he's not going to create a bunch of extra yards for you, but he, he was keeping your offense ahead of the chains, and he was getting you in de- manageable down and distances, and he was in a four-minute offense that dude was a weapon, an absolute weapon. And they're they're missing that right now because, uh, like, they got that ball with four minutes left in the second quarter, and in the past, Kentucky just runs it, right? Like, they probably run it down and get in field goal range. Uh, they just don't have that. They don't have that this year, and I think that's where a lot of the awkwardness in game is coming from and something they just got to figure out. But Cohen's been good scripting up drives, um, and I think that'll continue. I think they'll continue to start fast, but 
where this offense is going to stall out is where they got to find the biggest solutions. Like, what do they go to? What is their bread and butter, like you said, when, you know, the football game breaks out? When in the middle chunk, but that's where the football, where the game actually breaks out. What do they do in possessions three through seven? Because we know they're going to be good possessions one through two. What do they do three through seven that sets the stage for what they do possessions eight, nine, ten that ultimately decide the game? I'm listening to Matt's trivia question. How many players in the Cal era have shot 50 free throws better at 80%? 83% from this. Tyler Heroes won it. Yeah. I think Ewis. Ewis is a really good free throw shooter. He got fouled a lot because he's a tiny guy. Uh huh. What was Murray? I don't think he was that high free throw. Yeah, I don't Look in the chat. Right. Got the answers? Let us know. Yeah, yeah uh, let us know. Because really, when Matt's talking, that's all we can hear. Quickly. Uh, <laughs> quickly. Yeah, yeah. Get those in the chat. Uh, no, I'm Emmanuel quickly. Oh. Look, you got quickly, oh, too, man. if you can get them in there. Man, that's, that's a good – that's <laughs> – Deron Lamb, I bet's up there too. Yeah, this is a great uh, way to end before I take like three days off. Just hilarious stuff happening right now in this show. But I will ask you a question while Matt's asking a question. Peak asked me, I didn't have a good answer. I think I know some of it is just situationally, like you said, they just run it out. But what the hell's up with end of game defense and end of game situations being such a plague in the March Tube Terror? Do uh, okay. I don't. I don't know if I agree that it's just been a huge problem throughout the Snoop's era. I think they've had a bad, uh, bad moments, but teams are going to give up scores at the end of the half. This year has been specifically bad. I mean, this is every game essentially. They're giving up a two-minute drive. I don't have an answer why um, it's like that. I, to me, I don't think coverage as a unit. Maybe they're playing on a string well enough and know what they want to do or what they want to give up, I think that's probably uh, the biggest issue facing this team right now. Um, they just have a lack of experience there in the secondary, really at cornerback. So they're just trying to work on how they go about fixing that. But um, that's the biggest – one of the biggest weaknesses on the team is that, that two-minute defense. Um, and it's costing them big time. You know, Vanderbilt not so much, Florida not so much, but – Missouri game, like if they get a stop there, I think you could argue they probably win the game if they go into the half up 14-10 instead of down 17-14. I think you can make an argument they probably end up winning that game um, because it's a tough spot to play defense in because you don't want to get beat over top, and, but you don't, you're trying to keep it from field goal range. So you have to find that happy medium. Um, and they've, they've struggled at that. Now I will say they play three good SEC quarterbacks. So maybe that has something to do with it. Like if you're looking at numbers, Carson Beck and Brady Cook have probably the two up there with Jackson Dart and Jaden Daniels. Those are probably the four best numbers quarterbacks in the league, and they play two of them just happen to back-to-back weeks. So maybe that has something to do with it. But it's something they definitely need to get fixed because yeah. um, it's bad well, right now. It's really, really bad. I mean, these that's swinging momentum and swinging. You're just giving away – uh, free points in the game. And you also have to, as a team, you have to be like, you have to figure out your strategy here. Yes. Um, if you're going to be uber conservative on offense, you've got to get stops on defense. Like you cannot see, just let them go and score. 
I think that it's it's less of a two minute defense problem over the years and more of a we don't know what we're gonna are we gonna be aggressive or conservative before half and finding the right media. Trying to buy both both sides on offense. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's more of an issue. And to your point, like some crazy stuff does like the Tennessee Hail Mary back in twenty eighteen. Like, you know, uh, should that play have happened? No, but like some wild stuff happens every once in a while. My my Here's here's Nick Roush putting on defense coordinator hat. I'm freaking bringing eight on first down, right? Like they want to get an easy drive starter, blitz their asses off off the jump. Because for one, you can't bring pressures later on, right? Because once the drive starters happen, they got to get going. You go for the kill shot early and land it, boom! Like they might just be done. Now, is that aggressive? Of course it is, and it might shoot yourself in the foot. And you can't do it every time because then they'll pick up on your tendencies and just pick you apart. But I do think there's something to be said about just being aggressive off the jump and then kind of sagging off and getting in your cloud coverage or whatever the hell it might be for the rest of the uh, rest of the days. Yeah, and just like it, Pete has a stat up here. I mean, they're I think they're getting outscored in the middle eight, thirty-one to seven. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. it. They had the one touchdown against Florida. I don't think they've had an end of half touch score. I'd have to go back and run the numbers, but I think yeah, I think that's where they're at. I mean, they're just getting blistered in the middle eight. Yeah. Um, and when like when Stoops talks about situational work, that's what they're doing this week: four minute offense, four minute defense, two well, minute offense, two minute. The defense, defense got to stop ones. today in two minute. Yeah, he said the yeah. offense played pretty well except for two minute drill. And the defense got him. He's like, well, well we need more sign. of those stops. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also need to answer more of your questions. And your question of the week from KS Board is brought to you by KS Board and our friends at Game Time, where if you need tickets to go see something this weekend, whether you're I, – I don't think Game Time has KSR Game of the Week, uh, Kroger KSR Game of the Week tickets for Friday night. But there's a lot of stuff happening. I know Drew used the Game Time app Tuesday night in Nashville um, to go to a show, shows, concerts, or other ball games. Maybe we would go to the NFL. Game Time, it's the best – ticketing app in america it's very simple very easy to use you click on the event you want to go to you scroll through the stadium they've got pictures of all of the seats so you'll know your point of view it has all of your pricing right then and there and my favorite part too like it a lot of these a lot of the times the people that are selling the ticket through game time they take venmo venmo's not even it doesn't even feel like real money and you're gonna get an even steeper discount when you use promo code ksr for your first purchase, promo code KSR, game time app, or gametime.co. Go out, watch something this, just, you know, shoot from the hip, do something fun this week. It is the bye week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Use the game time app. KS board question of the week. Um, we were efforting to have our guy, Big Play Ray, on the show. He had something coming up last minute, and it's a great way to. Kind of segue, because we've just been kind of party pooping and looking at all the downsides. But um, I do like, you know, that this helps us look forward, think about the future. So why is everyone acting like Tennessee is some great team and Kentucky should be an underdog? They lost to Florida in their best winnings against a 4-3 and three Texas A&M team at home, who was 4-2 when they the game. But nevertheless, last time I checked, their quarterback is Joe Milton. This is Josh Heupel off for Kentucky defense the last two years. But this is a different offense. What, Kentucky, what can Kentucky do differently schematically to actually slow down Josh Heupel and the Vols? Yeah, I have some takes on this. Um, 
Nick, and even people in the chat, you can tell me I'm wrong if you agree with this. Our fan base has a tendency to, when one thing goes wrong, to think the world, like to think the world's falling apart, to think Kentucky is the worst football team on the planet. Um, Zach Gagan started a what's the final record thread um, this week at the board, and there were a lot of five and seven and six and sixes on there. You like everyone's crapping on this Kentucky team. This is still a consensus top thirty team in the power ratings. Not bad. You look and at also, how they got beat, but I, Nick, if you look at how they got beat against Missouri, like they deserve a ton of criticism for that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But a lot of weird stuff happened that won't happen in a lot of these games. Like, that very much was a one-score game that just turned ugly because Kentucky couldn't stop P.I. Um, on the outside. So if they, you know, if they, happy about those P.I.s. And if they, if they, don't, if they score a touchdown at the end, like right there, they had a red zone possession. It's a, like, it's a touchdown game with eight minutes left. Like, yeah. it felt like that game was over at 35-21, but Kentucky, like, was literally almost – it almost made it a one-possession game. Then Barry Young fell so, down. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. when things go wrong for this team, a lot a lot of people assume the worst. Well, so I think that has a lot to do with it. I could, I mean, tell me I'm wrong if you think I'm wrong. but I Well, I think my, my, the part that bugs me more is it's not like when things go wrong, let's set the world on fire. It's more so uh, think this is the only team where things go wrong, right? Like if somebody gets injured in the preseason, Kentucky's the only team injured. If you look around college football, like this, this kind of stuff happens every single week across the sport. It's not like Kentucky's the only one making dumb mistakes and committing bad, egregious penalties. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree 100%. I think there's a lot of like, – like just step away from the fire for a second. Uh, step the party's doing a little too crazy. Let's let's step outside and catch a breath here. You know, there's a lot of football left. There, all of these teams, Nick, even Alabama, is flawed. Like they're going to be if they if Kentucky plays well, these are going to be four quarter games. All of them that they're going to have a chance to win in the fourth quarter. I don't think they're going to lose them all. So they'll probably win a couple, um, and I think they still got a great shot at eight and four. Um, if things really go right, I still think they can get to nine and three. So let's just kind of take a deep, deep breath and step back. For Tennessee, I think, well, back to the, your question, I think, you know, it's hard for a lot of people because of the logo. I mean, people are going to get helmet logoed yeah. um, this week. Myself uh, included. It's uh, we, We've had – we've got PTSD. Like, there's no there's no denying it. It's not just that. I think a lot of fans who probably haven't seen Tennessee yet, like, are going to be shocked when they watch Tennessee Saturday against Alabama. Hendon Hooker ain't walking through that door. And then, well, then they might, but then they'll probably think that, oh, Alabama's just great. But like Tennessee, like they're 13th in the SEC in explosive pass rate. Um, Joe Milton's got one of the worst explosive pass rate numbers in all of college football for a starting quarterback. They're having a hard time creating explosives, throwing the football. They're winning with uh, defense and run game. The reason, like, 
Florida ran away from them is because Florida ran the ball and stopped the run. And so, like, could that happen in Lexington? I think so. But, I mean, they have to go do it. Uh, there's definitely a – there's like a cloud hover, hovering over this game. And I think it's leaked into the team, too, of what – you know, Tennessee gets the breaks in this game, essentially. I mean, that cloud is hovering over Kentucky, and they've got to, they got to, you know, well, bust it and get it out of the way. Well, and uh, you we'll know see what? If they can do it. We, we discussed that with Jason Anderson last week. A cloud was hanging over this game for the other fan base over uh, at Missouri, and they broke it with a 39-yard fake punt. I mean, that's one of those plays that Kentucky was making in this series up until this year. So maybe the Cats can flip the script against Tennessee. Yeah, uh, that's another thing about that Missouri game. There was like five plays like that, that if any of them, I think, go the other way, uh, Kentucky has a real good shot to win. That's the big yeah. one. Yeah. I think, you know, the goal ball, if Barry Brown, if Leary has a better throw, that game's probably over. I think, you know, the uh, the pass inference, Andrew Phillips is a big one. You're up 21-20 um, in the fourth quarter, essentially. Um, and then I think, you know, Barry Brown's fumble. Even though Missouri only kicks a field goal, uh, Kentucky had a chance to flip that that game and get back in front, and that just kind of they lost a lot of momentum there. Um, then they did, it took them a whole quarter, I think, to get back, and then they ruined it again by getting a PI call. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. Mean, that, that, but I don't think like you're looking at thirty-eight twenty-one. I don't think that was a thirty-eight to twenty-one game. Um, and Parker Fleming's stat, uh, stat of war, he does the how bad Success did we get rate. beat? Yeah. Kentucky was like this much ahead of Missouri. Yeah, the, like it was very much a fifty-fifty game. Yeah, and so it wasn't got like rock quickly. <laughs> Kentucky didn't get their brains beat in in that game, but I th- it feels like the re- the reaction is that they did, but they deserve that criticism because of how sloppy they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to get in more questions, chat with us, chop it up. KS Board, KSR Plus, we have a lot of fun on there. Just go check it out. You should go read. We'll look at. I had to say about the Kentucky passing game. You've heard his thoughts here. You've got plenty more there. On KSR Plus, he's also one of his gambling picks. we got a pigskin preview coming out tomorrow. We taped it earlier today, though. We already lost a point in the Iowa spread, and I didn't get it in early <laughs> enough. Um, it, you know, that's my own darn fault. I didn't get it in early enough. Uh, we, we appreciate you all chiming in with us. We also – I greatly, greatly appreciate – Shane Beamer giving me a reason to smile this week. The dude is the king of content, and even if it's bad, he is just the gift that keeps on giving because as we picked on Pigskin Preview, we were riding high on the Gators. The money line bet came through. They erased a 10-point fourth-quarter deficit. Beamer was – he was hyping up the crowd, williams Bryce Stadium, in the fourth quarter. He was lit. He was ready to roll. Then they fell apart. In the post-game presser, he was – Oh, we, we called pressures and we didn't run them. And he was, you know, quick to blame somebody else besides himself. That's his move. Um, and then he went and broke his foot because he went and kicked something like it. He's just, I don't know if he's a meathead. He's a baby. I don't know what his deal is, but he is something else. I'll tell you what. And I just, I laugh so hard at his demise. Hey, he's an emotional train wreck on the sidelines. Uh, but I'll say that, I, like, watching that game, we were on Florida. And in that game, I, I, I did mention, like, man, these dudes, they just coach their ass off. Uh, they really do. Like, they figure it out, and they give their team a good plan, and they ended up losing it for, you know, the defense stinks down there. For whatever reason, it's been bad all three years. But 
for him, I, it's been an interesting year for Beamer. Like, it starts with, you know, all them players leaving after last year, after they had this breakthrough season, you know, get those two big wins, get to play Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl. And then, like, hire Dell Loggins, and he goes after Gene um, for whatever reason. And I don't then, know, Gene. <laughs> and then, you know, Juice Wells gets injured, and they still won't say he's out for the year. It seems like he's out for the year. I don't know. Um, but he keeps on, oh, he's going to see a specialist, yada, yada, yada. You know, first game, they just, Brattler just gets beat to a pulp. They've kind of fixed that, but it's still a big issue for them. I just, you know, they're losing games they really needed to win. I, you know, I just don't know. Like, it's really, uh, it seems like he's lost some, a good amount of the momentum that they built last year. I mean, because Nick, you pull up their schedule, they got a real chance to go like four and eight. Ooh, that would be a real shame. Like if Vanderbilt's gonna get a if Vanderbilt's gonna get a win in conference play, they get they go to South Carolina and they host Auburn in November. Like if they're gonna win one, it's gonna be one of those. You know, it could be look real bad for Beamer if they lose, and he's got to play America's team, Jacksonville State, in November too. Rich Rod's coming to to Williams Rice, man. So it's, it's gonna be a tough game, especially the way they run the football, like keep away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll win that game because they just they'll be a, they should be able to just score, uh, pretty much yeah. throwing it wise against Rattler. But and then you know Clemson will be in a revenge spot. They get Kentucky in a revenge spot. It's it's like things are looking a little bleak for them. I mean, this isn't I think an important game. He hasn't beaten Missouri yet, uh, but it does seem like publicly. Like, People know how we feel about the guy, but it does seem like publicly there's been a lot more like people are starting to get like this well, guy's a phony. They don't. People don't get mad at his antics. They get mad when he blames players for or like starts making excuses. Because that the the thing against North Carolina and Charlotte that started the year that yeah I, I've skipped over that the chain game like the chain yeah, game the, about the chain something game. that didn't really even matter because they got the onside kick anyway. Yeah. That that got people on the radar, and then him breaking his foot, kicking something after the game, the clip of him. It's just been a weird. weird it's just been a whole weird calendar year for him. Like it's just been yeah. weird. Like what's going on down there? I mean, imagine being his wife. Like, what are the conversations <laughs> that he's having had over the kitchen counter at night? Just like, oh, I mean, what am I? I there's no. Like, or it would be funny if he's just this emotional roller coaster everywhere except at home. Like he goes home and he's just stoic. Yeah. He, but he a little, is, he's a roller coaster on the south. I mean, he's just like, and there was a video. I think uh, I saw cousin Shane put it out, but I, I think podcast like an LSU guy made it. When um, it's pretty much just like him going through like all these. I'm not going to be just this emotional train wreck on the sideline, guys. And it's just showing him just doing all kind of like just losing his oh, mind man. during which and I, after games. Which, if you want to be, if you want to feel good about the Kentucky Tennessee game. Shane is backing the Vols. He has a bourbon bet with me, and uh, I think he's lost every bet he's ever placed this year. I mean, he had to drink 17 beers during the show tonight because he lost a bet. Wore clown makeup. He had to walk like 13 miles. I mean, he's yeah. <laughs> he's a he's been a big ass loser this fall. So shout out to the guys that that SEC podcast. We've enjoyed him. Uh, there is some fun games happening this weekend. Even though Kentucky's not playing, and we'll be playing them on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The easiest way to play when you're getting in on the action this fall 
in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. That's right. We got mobile sports betting now. It's great. You know, you can play live lines. They even have a great tracker there where you can follow along with what's happening and jump on it live. Uh, it's a lot of fun to play. Put in promo code PERSONNEL when you sign up. You bet $5. You get $200 in bonus bets added to your account. You need to play those pretty quickly, but go ahead and do that. Lock in FanDuel, promo code PERSONNEL or FanDuel.com slash PERSONNEL. $5 bet, your first $5 wager, you'll get 200 in bonus bets when you're playing with FanDuel and the FanDuel Sportsbook app. An official partner of the NFL. Get hot, stay hot, too. I, I've... I'm doing. I'm, I'm finding nice spots in in the NFL, but this is an NFL podcast. This is a college football podcast. There's still some big games. Uh, one I, I, that I'm uh, intrigued by this weekend that's a little bit more off the radar is uh, is that Arkansas Mississippi State game. Like, how much life does Mississippi State have in them? What kind of team will Kentucky face down the road? And then Auburn. Uh, I'm 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 a little intrigued by them as a road dog, just because Ole Miss like or no they're at home excuse me a home dog yeah you know yeah. and you're like Ole Miss I feel like they've kind of been playing out of their shorts. Hugh Freeze is probably going to get one big win in his first year in SEC, so those are exciting. Those are some exciting games. We'll be tuning in to Saturday. Yeah, don't forget don't fight. forget about the Kiffin Auburn storyline either. Like they wanted to That's hire true. him, he turned them down. That allowed Freeze to get a job. So that night crowd there, they're going to be. Fired up um, down the uh, lines. And you're right. This is an opportunity for them to get a big win in his first year. So, that's going to be an interesting game Saturday night. This is typically the part of the podcast where we put together a Kentucky single-game parlay. We know a lot of you all are riding with us. We appreciate it. We're getting closer. I think we had four of six last week. We might knock it down to five. But, lucky, we don't have a Kentucky game. So, what should we do for our single-game parlay this week? Well, really have fun with this you got to go um to the iowa hawkeyes because they are the greatest show the hawkeyes in, fo- in football right now uh, so nick they're playing uh hell yes shaka you t- jump all over that under the lower the better they it's 31 and a half they've had the two three lowest totals in college football the last two years uh, one was kentucky it was 31 easy cash 21 nothing the other was when they beat Minnesota last year, fourteen to ten, in blistering conditions up there in Minneapolis. Um, that one was, I think, 32, 33. So they're doing it again. I mean, the me, the Breaking Bad mean he can't keep getting away with this. Um, I see some people throwing that out with Kirk Ferentz. I mean, it's very true. I mean, they're gonna, they might, uh, they might not score more than fourteen offensive points in a Big Ten game and make the Big Ten championship. I mean, that's, this is the path we are on um, in Iowa City. And so, Iowa under 31 – or the team total under 31.5 is definitely going to be – or the game total under 31.5 is definitely going to be a play for us here. And then we're also going to take an under on our guy Deacon Hill um, passing yards. Nick, his passing numbers have been bad. It's 99.5. Um, but I don't care. We're going to take under 99.5 um, Deacon Hill passing yards. We're going to do under a half passing touchdown on Deacon Hill. Um, and then rushing yards, we're going to go under 57.5 on Caleb Johnson. And if we're going to play the total, we mu- we got to do this first quarter spread, Nick. This, the first quarter total is 6.5. 
So give us an under on that. So we've got we've got what the the game total. We got the first quarter total. We've got the Deacon Hill under passing yards. We've got Caleb Johnson under rushing yards. Uh, need one more. Let's just well, well, keep with it. Let's well, go well, first half got, total under fifteen and a half. So just do I the mean, whole thing. This is the oh. mega under. Yeah, just under bowl. Just under bowl. If we hit this, I'm gonna retire. Like I, I'm literally gonna retire if we hit the under bowl in Iowa in the Battle of Floyd, uh, Floyd the Rose, Iowa, bowl. Minnesota. What is the weather gonna be in Iowa City? We need to look that up. Uh, I just a quick update. It's actually not gonna be that weather. bad. 60s degrees and uh, windy, 15 to 16 mile an hour winds. Oh, so yeah, that's go. what we need to get that NFL kicker to calm the hell down. Uh, Matt yeah. did give us the answers from earlier on the free throws. Hero, quickly, Euless. One we didn't have, Maxi, Dominique Hawkins, and Julius yeah. Mays. Julius Mays, that's a fun one. Yeah, that is, those that last one. two would have been tricky for me to get. Yeah. Well, the ultimate under, though. The under bowl. Uh, we're wearing our underwear to the under bowl. Iowa under city, baby. Iowa under yeah. city in Iowa City. Nick, I got a question to ask you before we get out of here. And you, in the chat, come join me, too. Does Devin Leary th- have a 300-yard game before the season ends? Passing. Passing yards. I'm going to say no. Because <laughs> You're going through it, my man. <laughs> thing is, is he, he's had one. He's had one against Akron. Because, I mean, Missouri was the team to do it against, right? Like, their passing defense is really, really bad. Vanderbilt, bad passing defense. They even hit on some shots there. So, I don't know. I mean, the way that it happens is Dane and Barry on breakout of the sophomore song. Like and, and really, mm-hmm. that's the part that's even mo- most frustrating is like as bad as he's been. If those guys, like we haven't seen that Barry on play where he's just going. Ch- 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 we haven't seen the, the big defense. yard after catch play from any of them really. Yeah, like, yeah. Or the so yards like, after catch. Yeah, yeah. So, so there should be one. Actually, you know what's going to happen? Like it, he's going to get it against Louisville. Right. Like that's, that's in that, the chat already. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tom, yeah. Tom Saylor said it. So, yeah, Tom, thanks for convincing me. I didn't see that. I came to that conclusion on my own. But it's probably going to end up either that or South Carolina because you, you can see that South Carolina game. Yeah. To me, I, uh, I think it's going to happen. I think we're going to eventually see them break through. Um, like, I, I voiced criticism and concern about the offense earlier, but they, they have the talent. I think Cohen's a good play caller. He is. They're struggling a little bit right now. They're going to figure it out, and sooner or later the switch is just going to it's going to click, and I think they'll get it. And they play two bad pass defenses. Not even getting – like Louisville is one of the better pass defenses they have already on schedule, but Mississippi State and South Carolina both bad on defense. Like I think they'll, they're finally – it's going to click at some point, and they're going to, they're going to get there. Um, that That's my prediction. I think we'll eventually get there. I, I think you look at Leary – uh, well, I know we're being critical of him, but he's on pace for 24 touchdowns, Nick, like 2,500 passing yards. That's that'll be like the second best passing season under Stoops, you know, if he if he hits that. So, like, you know, that that just we tells just, you how low, low the bar is. Like, yeah, that, that's that's we just that, that would be more. acceptable. Yeah, yeah though, I mean, but but should, I guess my my thought is, should we like? 
what did I what did I miss and what did we miss? We should have probably saw these maybe some growing pains coming. We just assumed that they would. Um, I, my assume- question is what? How do we get lost on um, on the uh, on, on like just assuming he was just going to be like well potentially an all SEC quarterback? Because our, our line of thinking was they've got four games to make sure they're firing all cylinders, and they didn't get that way. Right, like we thought the, in that that long runway to start the season, that there would be growing pains, but they would get through them by that point, and they'd be humming by the time SEC play starts. And that just didn't happen. They never found their bread and butter plays. Um, there were some explosives in there, but they didn't get. They didn't have that clean football moment during that first month of the season. So when October rolled around, now we're seeing those growing pains hit a hard wall against SEC opponents. Yeah, there's no doubt, and they just got to figure this out, but I think they will. I don't think this team is going to go 5-7. and seven. I think they'll figure things out. Um, but definitely they're in a, they're in a crossroads um, in a few different ways, so we'll see how they, they shake out of it. I mean, we're going to get into this next week, Nick, but this Tennessee game is just so big uh, on every level. Just any way you look at it, um, and it may be it might be the best Pipel team that Kentucky matches up with to this point, um, j- just from like style of play. But can they? Can Kentucky take advantage? You know, it's just so big, so big in so many regards. And it's they really need to come out and play one of their better games. There's a lot, a lot on the table. Um, we appreciate you all sticking with us through what's been an eventful show. It's been a lot of fun. And we appreciate all of our support from our presenting sponsor, Monticello Bay. Don't patronize They've been serving the community for 123 years and counting, I believe. NBCBank.com, the GoNBC mobile app, whether you just need some small personal banking, whatever you need, loans, they got you covered. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, Monticello Bank, Friends of 11 Personnel. They're simply the best. Simply the best. They put people first. And you're number one for listening to 11 Personnel. Thank you all much. We'll see you all next week and hopefully a less chaotic episode. Go Cats and go Kroger. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.